Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And we got another Q&A. Awesome. We got a lot of good questions here today, today guys. But the, the, do you have anything <laughs> to announce before we get into it? Um, I felt like I was going to say something, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, so we'll probably just, let's just jump in. And then if it comes up, I'll just go on a tangent. Okay. But I know we got some good ones. So let's, let's just dive in and that'll probably fill the time anyway. Okay. So we got question one. It is, I... I had a question about smelling salts. I saw a guy at the gym waving them in front of his lifter's face as he was bench pressing. Is there any benefits or risks involved with using these? And why would you even use it in the first place? Okay. So I pulled up smelling salts just so I can like actually speak properly of like what they really are. Um, So smelling salts are a combination of ammonium, carbonate, and perfume used to restore and stimulate your senses. Uh, other names include ammonia, inhalant. So they actually use this, uh, like, um, uh, what are the first responders called? EMTs. They will use that, I believe, to, like, revive people when they're, like, passing out and shit, right? Like, it's not... Wake you up. It's ammonia. It's not, like, a smelling salt used for powerlifting stuff. But it's very, very similar. And essentially what it does is it, it cranks your adrenaline up, cranks your cortisol up, cranks your nervous system up, and allows you to lift really heavy. So, I mean, you know... I'm in the gym and I'm, I'm going to do a heavy deadlift, right? I might do some like broad jumps or box jumps or something right before because I know being explosive is going to stimulate my nervous system. If I stimulate my nervous system, I'm going to be able to perform heavier, harder, faster, more powerfully, explosively, so on and so forth. That's why we do power work before lifting heavy. Now, that is not going to do nearly remotely close to as much as smelling salts will, right? Yeah. So smelling salts are literally, it's, it's like a hack for powerlifters. You smell it, it's going to crank. It's, I mean, you're sniffing you're gonna ammonia. Go you're going to go wild. Your nervous system is going to fire really, really hard, and you're going to be able to lift heavier. I mean, that's really all it is. It may not be healthy, but. <laughs> I would imagine it's not. Um, I don't know. Is it? Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're not supposed to deadlift 600 pounds, and all of a sudden you're just do this fucking smelling song you can lift 600 pounds might not be you're you're not going to be able to lift more than what you're you're physically capable to lift okay. like it's not like it's a it's not magic superhuman yeah it just it, it's going to give you i mean you're going to be able to perform maximally with it like if i can yeah. like if my capacity to deadlift is 500 pounds smelling salts aren't going to allow me to deadlift 600 pounds my body and frame won't support it you know what i mean but if I could support 600 pounds and I have the strength to do it, but I don't have the technique or I don't have the tension or I don't have the energy or the stamina or whatever, those motherfuckers will help me do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, what if it makes your body think that you can and it gives you that power to fucking lift it and break your back? It's not a steroid. So it's not going to be creating... Uh, it gives you that energy to lift something and yeah, like, but it, I shouldn't be doing this snap. It's not creating new neural structures mm. or pathways or... Uh, tissue and things like that. Like again, like my elbows would fucking break if I tried to deadlift fi- or bench press 500 pounds. You know what I mean? Like smelling salts aren't going to help me do that. I could, I could, I think I could deadlift or bench press 315. I just don't think I have the mental ability to do it. I don't think I have the the current like form and be able, ability to create tension. Smelling salts, I probably could yeah. because it allows me to create an insane amount of tension that I already have. I just don't have the ability to generate by myself. Totally. Essentially. Um, it's a performance enhancer. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any like very specific uh, things that say it's not 
good for you. Uh, you know what I mean? But uh, oh, there's more on this. The fumes trigger a breathing reflex, which helps restart your respiratory rhythms and send oxygen to the brain. Um, that makes sense. Um, but the point of smell kicks our consciousness. Yeah, it doesn't really say much about whether or not it's safe for you. Um, oh, side effects, coughing, difficulty breathing, headache, vomiting, diarrhea. <laughs> so it could potentially fuck you up. But um, there's things that say it might like damage. It can potentially damage like nasal passages and stuff like that, which makes sense. I mean, if you're sniffing something that is, I mean, ammonia, you know, you could be tearing apart tissue and stuff in your nasal passage. So yeah. I, it's also, not something I would recommend, yeah. obviously. But if you're a competitive power lifter and... Like, I mean, that's what you make a living off doing. Um, I mean, I probably would try it. Yeah. I mean, I would do it right now. I would try. <laughs> I would literally try it. I mean, why not? Yeah. I wouldn't consistently do it, but. I'm not saying it's good or bad for you. I'm not saying that. I'm just also thinking those side effects are on everything. Ibuprofen. Literally. Which yeah. takes headaches away. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So. Um, I mean, it definitely, it, it can be healthy for you. Yeah. That's, yeah that's what but I'm it saying. might not be bad enough to be worried about it. I would do it just for the, just for the. Experience. Just to try it and experience. Yeah. Joe Rogan did it on his podcast live. It was fucking hilarious. Him and uh, I don't know why this guy had it, but uh, or maybe Joe had it from a previous guest or whatever, but you know that comedian Theo something? Yeah. Um, yes. I tried watching stand-up. I wasn't a fan, really. Really? Yeah. I think it's a Maybe I didn't give it enough. Yeah. Somebody told us to watch it, and I wa we watched like five, five, ten minutes, and we're <laughs> like, eh, and we changed it. But um, but they did it on his podcast. Yeah. And the only reason I, I didn't even watch the podcast, but he posted on his Instagram or something. I saw it and they just, it just showed them sniffing it and they were just like. Theo Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. You could just tell he was just, they were just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like it just hits you. But did he do ammonia or did he do smelling salts? Smelling salts. Oh. Which have ammonia in it. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. Um, and I think EMTs inject it in you. So mm. it's going to be different. It's like straight in your bloodstream. Damn. That's why, like, they have people who are completely unconscious, and then they do that, and they, like, fucking wake up and start sprinting or something. Yeah. You know, it's like you literally revive them from the dead, basically. Um, but, yeah, give it a try. Let us know what you think. I'm just playing. Consult your doctor first. <laughs> I'm not giving you recommendations. What's that? Uh, stuff they give to, like, somebody that's passed out on, like, hard drugs. I think that's what it is. No, 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 no. It's not. Um, like when they overdose? Yeah. I don't fucking know. I thought it was ammonia. Nope. Anyway. All right, let's go to the next question. Um, damn, that's going to bother me. <laughs> All right, cool. We got next question. It's coming from Anonymous. It says, oh, that uh, that conference you went to last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, what are the biggest takeaways from IFCA conference? Naxolene, naloxone. Is a medicine Narcan. 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 There you go. <laughs> Naxolene might be like the Narcan is what they like. They give to them if they're overdosing. Yeah. There you go. Not ammonia. <laughs> I just typed in. What do you give somebody who overdosed? Or how do you revive somebody who overdosed? There you go. Um, okay. So uh, IFCA, uh, the Impact Fitness Co Coaching Academy, ran by Jordan Duggar and Aaron Diamond, good friends of mine. Um, it is a conference that they do. I think they do it twice a year, maybe. Um, Maybe more, but I know they're not doing it t more than that this year because uh, she's going to have a baby soon. But it is a conference about more like on the business side of things, you know. So like it's it's very business focused for coaches, like how to build a bigger business. There are there were some pre uh, presentations more along the lines of the coaching process, like Sam and Casey did 
the science and psychology of uh, like client updates, like how to optimize the update form yeah. basically, you know, um, there was people that talk straight business, money, ads, stuff like that. Brad Jensen kind of like just shared his story. He actually came up as uh, Sheena or Sheila. Yeah. It was fun. Sheena, yeah. But I was dying. It was hilarious too because we're uh, we're sitting in the back and he dressed up like her. You know, we're like waiting behind everybody so they don't know. And then they're going to be like, all right, our next speaker is Sheena. Yeah, and then he runs up. <laughs> and so I'm like, I lean over. I'm like, how many, how many of these people follow you, do you think? And he was like, I don't know why. And I was like, oh, it'd just be funny if like, not that many of them did, because then you'd just be some buff dude in a girl's outfit running up there. And he just kind of looked at me like, fuck, I didn't even think about that. I was like, because I like, think about how much more weird it is if you have no idea who he is. Yeah. And he was just like, fuck. And I was like, I'm playing, bro. Like, I'm sure they, they like they all follow you, everything. And then they called him up. And he was like, so how many of you follow me? And like a third of the room, maybe. Yeah. And so the majority didn't. And I was like, damn, now I feel bad. But he killed it. He just started cracking jokes and stuff. The whole place was fucking dying laughing. And then he, he probably talked like, five minutes, five, 10 minutes as her. And then they were like, all right, we're going to let her go. And then he came back up as himself and then shared his story. Um, which if you haven't heard that we, we've had him on the podcast so long ago that, um, a couple times. Yeah. I want to recommend listening to the original when we talk story, but I know it's going to be bad. I mean, like it was a while ago, so bear with us on the audio quality, I'm sure. But I'm not kidding, dude. I shedded some tears when he was telling a story. Like I've heard it before, but I mean, he was really, really going into detail on his journey, uh, you know, getting in and out of jail, being addicted to heroin and opioids and like just the craziest shit. And like literally there was this one part of the story that I literally couldn't help. My eyes just started watering like crazy. I was like, fuck, dude, this is deep. But it was cool because it really helped people a lot, you know. And then I came up and it, I kind of piggybacked off it and was just like, shit, if, if Brad can do it, anybody in this room can build a business too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like. Not, I mean, I can say this because he's my friend, but I mean, he overcame the worst, you know? Um, but my biggest takeaway, um, honestly is like, I put a quote a my Angelo quote at the beginning of my presentation and it's, uh, people will forget what you said. People f will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I think that's my biggest takeaway, you know, because I think that the reason, I impacted people so much at that event was because I made them feel like they could fucking do anything. You know, like I got up there and I shared my story. I shared my truth. I shared that really like I'm just an average person chasing my dream and not letting anybody tell me I can't do it. And there's no reason anybody in there couldn't do it. And I fueled their drive a lot. Like I could just feel it. I could see it. Like I, I was really proud of how I did things too, because I really, I, I've, I had a plan because I've watched a lot of people speak and, and there's certain things I take note of that allow people to like command a room and really like own the stage. Um, and so for tips for people listening, like one of them is moving. Like if you're behind a podium, usually that's what they have a podium, you know, your computer's there and the presentation's here and you're kind of like clicking the slides and you're talking. When you're just there, it just after a while, you're tired of looking the same place. You yeah. know, we do this with videos. It's like every totally. seven to 10 seconds, let's ch switch the clip or whatever. I, did I no shit, over an hour presentation, I paced back and forth slowly the whole fucking time. I didn't stop moving. I just kept walking back and forth because I wanted people to just keep following me so they weren't just still. Yeah. Um, but there was nobody talking, no side conversations in the back. Like, I, I was one of the only speakers that had the whole room fucking just silent talking. And, and I was loud and I was, I mean, I was not in your face, but I was very, like, to the blunt. point of everything, very blunt. Um, and honestly, very real and raw to a point where I was like, I mean, I said at the beginning, I was like, I hope I don't, say anything that offends anybody because I, I, I just want to help people here, you know, but I'm not going to hold back from speaking my mind. And I just went off on quite a 
bit of a tangent, but I think it was helpful, man. And I think the biggest takeaway was that like I made people feel a certain way because afterwards, you know, like me and Brad were, were I think Dylan Bear and uh, his wife stayed pretty late too. But I know me and Brad, I think we're there later than any other speaker outside of Jordan because he ran the event. He had to make sure the doors closed. Yeah. And uh, we were there till like one in the morning answering questions. It was like 1245 when I got out of there and it was supposed to end at 12. But I just was sitting there just t- one after another audience member, just talking to everybody I could, answering any questions, just giving advice, helping people out. And it was really just like, like that right there meant the world to them. Cause I remember like going to places and wanting to like get the courage to talk to a speaker. And sometimes they didn't have like after parties where you could have a couple drinks, loosen up and have the, like, you know, then I would be like, okay, now I got a little bit in me so I can feel good about asking a question when you're like completely sober. It's kind of hard. Yep. Um, so once Love everybody that. started loosening up, they were just coming up and asking questions, talking to me and I was just talking to everybody and, and everybody kept saying like, number one, I was dis- I was somewhat discouraged until you talked or like you fueled me to be able to do this. Like you, I, I believe in myself 10 times more because of what you said. Um, or just like, man, it's so cool that you're sitting here talking to us, which I'm like, man, I'm just fucking normal dude. Nobody knows us. Like if I go walk out, like I walked to Trader Joe's in the morning, there's not people going like, Oh shit. Yeah. You're crazy. Like, no, they're just like, who's this fucking hooligan in a hoodie yep. buying groceries at <laughs> seven in the morning. If anybody's Joe's. even saying that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. And I just spent a lot of time making people try to make people feel good. And I think that's like, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's everything. You know, I think about that with my daughter too. She doesn't know what she doesn't remember everything I say, or everything I did or how much time on the clock I spent with her. She remembers how I make her feel when we're playing with her Barbies or doing whatever, you know, which is like a daily thing now, dude. I'm Ken every day, you know, Ken, the Barbie doll fully aware. Yeah. I'm Ken every day. And it's like very specific, dude. Like if anybody has a girl uh, that has a Barbie dream house, it's like, all right, dad, you're, you're the dad. It's like, you're the dad. I'm the mom. And she's the sweetie. And that's what she calls like the little baby. And then I'll be like, Hey, and she's like, no, no, no. You have to say hello there, sweetie. And then I'm like, I'm like, hello there, sweetie. She's like, no, like this. And she'll say it again. I'm like, okay. Hello there. And I have to like mimic it. Did I put his arm up like this? And I was like waving. She was like, his arm doesn't know, like put it down. And I'm like, fuck. You can't even, I, like, I have to play your way, yeah. which is, like, why am I even tripped? So I just yeah. do it, but it's, dude, it's insane. It's yeah. fucking hilarious, which is better than her watching a YouTube video of kids playing with Barbies, which is very, any parent listening knows, like, we talked about this the yeah. other day, like, that's yeah. a thing now. Um, but anyway, like, it's it's how you make people feel, you know? Totally. So, like, uh, I spent, like, a, a good amount of time doing that. And, like, one of the things that, like, the thing I liked about my speech a lot, too, is that I had, like four slides in a row were just very big fucking words and it was just one word so the first one was obsession then it was patience then it was integrity I actually think it was just those three I don't think there was anything else um and you know I was talking about a lot of these and like one of the things I was talking about was obsession a lot of people like had questions and wanted to learn about like balance like how do you balance this and that And, and I was just completely honest I was like number one I didn't and you can't to build something very big and impactful. Number two, balance is complete bullshit. And I, and I went into this whole thing of like, people look at balance as time and it's, and it's again, it all reverts back to how you make people feel. I spend this many hours per day on my business and I spend 10% of that with my daughter, maybe 15. And that sounds like a very shitty dad, but it's the truth is I have to do that to support my family. And it's not about the time. It's about what I do with her in that moment. It's a very quality 50%. Yeah. And there's been times where I've, and I shared this story too. There was like, there's been times where I catch myself not being present, you know, and she's called me out. Like now she knows how to say, put your phone away. And it's like, fuck, that's bad. If she says like, dad, put your phone away. You're like, damn. Okay. Shannon says that. I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, okay. You know, but your daughter says it's like, fuck. 
So I've learned that, but I used, uh, and you would have laughed at this because I said, I was like, I'm going to use an analogy just so you guys know. I don't know shit about sports whatsoever. <laughs> I just know that Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan were really good. And I said, I was like, any, I think I said Tom Brady too, which again, I just know he's fucking really good. And I was like, people praise them for how great they are. Yet everybody knows they don't have balance. Kobe talked about this a lot and Tim Grover talked about a lot in his book and Kobe's family obviously loves him, but he didn't spend a ton of time with them. Not until his daughter was old enough to play basketball. And then she started coming to the 4am training sessions with him. But this dude is in the gym, constantly training, constantly playing basketball, constantly. And then he stopped playing ball and he started a production company for books and a podcast and all kinds of stuff. So it's in his nature, but people praise it because he's rich, famous and on television. So I told everybody in the room, like you could impact more lives than, than Kobe Bryant if you really wanted to because you're directly helping these people. It's not just inspiring people through TV and that's nothing against Kobe. It's just that these people in the room are directly touching people and then they'll grow a team of coaches who are directly going to impact people one-on-one very personally, right? And so you have to kind of forget about the whole balance thing to an extent. You have to be obsessed. You have to literally be obsessed with being the best, creating the best company, being the best coach you could possibly be and leading people at the best level. And there is no balance in that, really. It's being fucking obsessed. And the problem is, is that you're probably not going to be famous and rich from it. You might be really wealthy. Maybe you'll be rich, but nobody's going to fucking know. You know what I mean? You're your coach. Yep. But if you can have the, the personal fulfillment that you're helping these people and that you have a craft and you can ignore the people that hate on you not having balance, quote unquote, or working too much or being obsessed because they don't have a passion like you do. So they don't understand what it's like to be obsessed with something, which is not anything against them. It's just that you shouldn't be mad at them. You should almost feel bad for them. It's just like, damn, you just don't have something that you can be this obsessed about. You know what I mean? Like, that's a beautiful thing to have. It's just that nobody's going to praise you and you have to be ready for that. And that was one of the things that really, and it hit home with a lot of people because they were just like, fuck, because a lot of people work hard to be praised. They try to get that. And it's like, if you can do it because it's in you and that's all you care about. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Do it to get better. Do it to impact more lives, whether you get credit for it or not. You're never going to be on TV. You know what I mean? So people are going to tell you that you don't have balance, that you're obsessed and you're not going to get praised for it like Kobe and Michael. But when I read those books about them and I started learning about them, I'm like, man, their work ethic, their obsession, that's what made them great. I can do that too. I'm just not in an avenue that I'm going to be on fucking TV about it. You know, every once in a while, I guess I get to go in these rooms and I get to stand in front of people and they praise it. And they're like, man, that is fucking cool. And it does feel good because it's an honor to lead this room of people just nowhere near the level of fucking black. Yeah, it's not. And and I don't need that. Yeah. But that was a big takeaway too. It's just, you know, that, and and honestly for me personally, like a big takeaway for me personally was the impact impact I'm having on people that I don't realize like there's a lot of people there because when I'm sitting in the back at first I was like man I don't recognize a lot of these faces I don't know if these people are excited to hear me I don't know if they know who I am like Jordan asked me to be here I don't know if they asked him to ask me or if he you know what I mean I'm like I started thinking about I was like damn this could be like me going up and sharing my story with a bunch of people who don't know the fuck I am yeah but there was a lot of people share your story yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't go super super in depth but I did share I mean I actually shared some stuff that I've never even shared on the podcast of like just getting in trouble back in the day and stuff like that just yeah. to paint a picture of like anybody could do this yeah and uh yeah it was uh it was cool because there was more people than i expected that did know who i am but just have never spoken up or asked me or anything but they were like man you've impacted me a ton and then there was people who have never even knew who i was or tailored was and then by the time i was done they're like 
I'm following everything you do. I'm like, I love your message. Like, I can't believe I haven't discovered you yet. And so I was like, that's cool. Sick. But good exposure. Yeah, and exactly. That's cool. needs to be done. Keep keep getting the reach out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if anybody here knows of speaking gigs that you want me to be at. If anybody here doesn't me. know who Taylor Coach mentioned this, please follow us. Yeah, follow us, share us, and tell the next seminar to have me as a guest because I want to speak more. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, let's uh, get to the next one. Um, we got one that says, I keep, pe- oh, never mind. Oh, this is, oh, sorry. I thought it was the exact same question. Oh, oh, oh. I keep hearing people say they avoid soy because it's bad for you. Can you explain soy? Is it better to avoid? Have you seen Office Space? Very old movie. With Milton? Yeah. Yeah, or something like that. The one guy has the O face. Yeah. Well, that's my O face. Oh, oh, oh. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking about sex or something. Duh. I can't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> when you did that, I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, soy is, uh, so there's a few things here. Number one, um, and this is like, I'm completely neutral. I don't care what you do, how you eat, what diet you subscribe to. Um, I don't like when people argue of like carnivore is the best or balance is the best or vegan is the best. Like they all have pros and cons. They all have reasons why they can be helpful and they're all individual. So there's no argument here. It's, you can't look at a diet like a religion. You know what I mean? You have to understand the whole picture. But the reason I say that is because a lot of people, uh, fight against, uh, like veganism or vegetarianism and non-vegetarianism, I guess just animal-based, plant-based, whatever. I don't know what that would be called. Is that omnivore or something? I have no idea. Um, But one of the arguments is because of farms and how like mass farms for animal product, dairy, all that stuff kill a lot of um, wildlife and stuff like that. But there's actually studies to show that vegan soy farms and tofu farms stuff like that kill just as much if not more because of all the the birds mice critters ferrets weasels fucking all that kind of shit and insects plants um they actually kill a lot more because a lot of those you know the cycle of life is animals feeding off animals feeding off the earth and it's just the cycle. be able to make that grow correctly you have to kill all that you have to yeah yeah and so people assume like oh because we're not involving animals it's it's you know it's better. And it's like, yeah. no, not really. It's actually just as bad, if not worse. And there's a lot of documentation on that. Now, I don't think that means we shouldn't have soy farms. I also don't think that means we shouldn't have regular farms. Yeah. I think that it's a cycle of life. It's yeah. part of life. That's yeah. what happens. But soy farms um, do that. Soy can also uh, dysregulate estrogen ba- balances. So it's like not as bad for women, but it's it's typically not the best thing for men to consume a lot of because it'll increase your estrogen and that'll d- decrease your testosterone. Um, men are men because they have high testosterone levels and lower estrogen levels. You need some estrogen, otherwise your cardiovascular health will be shit. But, um, and I actually haven't looked at the study. They just did a study on this too and, and mass reviewed it, but about like recovery times between men and women and what's better. And I've noticed a lot of women can do higher volume in faster rest periods that have better recovery. And I think it's because of estrogen levels being higher because at high estrogen, um, leads to a good cardio, uh, vascular system in, uh, cardiovascular like performance, right? Yeah. Which is that's your aerobic ability to recover. Um, that's why men need some, but not a ton. But if we eat too much soy, we have too much estrogen, and then uh, your testosterone starts converting into estrogen. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, women, if you have too much of it, the same thing could happen. You could just have uh, too too much elevation of estrogen. That's like the biggest thing, you know. And it's not the best protein source. A lot of people use soy as a, a, a protein source because it's a non animal based 
protein source technically, but uh, the amino acid structure just isn't as beneficial. Neither is anything that's a plant-based um, thing. You can get away with it. There's plenty of studies that show a vegan diet can perform just as well as a non-vegan diet in building muscle or strength or anything. But all the studies, if you really look at them, they, they're very uh, structured diets. And the reason I say it is because it's very difficult to get enough protein through just plants. So you have to have like a dietitian or a nutritionist really structuring your meal plan to make sure you hit it. So then your first question is like, okay, they did that in the study. Is it actually sustainable? Because mm-hmm. now you're going through loopholes to try to get enough protein. And then on top of that, most of the studies don't go above 0.7, 0.8 grams per pound. And there's plenty of research to show when we go 1, 1.2, there's actually more benefits. So It's even harder. It's even harder. It's yeah. like damn near impossible on a vegan diet. So it's like, okay, if we're comparing a, a, a low-protein diet to a low-protein diet vegan, of course. If we're uh, comparing like a moderate or like the lowest end of the average to the lowest end of average, of course, it might be similar. But if we're talking about a high-protein diet and the benefits it has, then we might have some issues. Um, and obviously, there's just there's a ton of vitamins and minerals that are in animal-based products that are really, really good for us and that we need as humans. So you can supplement with those, but you just have to be ready to supplement with a lot of things. And this is why like, I always am of the opinion, if it's for um, ethical purposes... 100%, just be ready to supplement. You know, uh, Emily is is vegan vegetarian. Mm. And so same thing with her. Like, in, and we do her nutrition. Hallie does her nutrition. Emily is my assistant for those listening. And there is a factor of, of like, needing to make sure you're supplementing properly. Vegan protein, um, algae oil su- pills for, because you can't take fish oil. Like, there's little things that you got to do. Potentially, like, you have to get a really good multivitamin. You got to make sure you're getting enough iron, um, I would suggest a lot of people are trained in through vegan to supplement creatine because creatine is primarily found in steak. So you're going to have all these little things that you're going to have to add in. Um, now, for some people, that's a nuisance. Some people's not. For me, I wouldn't give a shit because I already take a ton of supplements anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, for in general, I, I, I wouldn't say soy is unhealthy. There's benefits to it. There is, there's vitamins, minerals. It's a, it's a natural food. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's, it's not a substitute that you're going to want to have a lot of. Is, is the thing. Yeah. You know, I got two questions. So random. <laughs> I was just doing like some research for YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was watching bio lanes, uh, video on soy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about how new studies have come out and kind of contradicted what it used to be and stuff like that. Long, yeah, it that. used to be like a really good health substitute. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's research showing that it's actually not that great i wouldn't like i wouldn't put it in the same category as like processed sugar you know like refined sugar is obviously unhealthy and doesn't really have any benefits there's no vitamins and minerals in it but soy is better than that gotcha yeah and second question is what are like the top three or the main one whatever however you want to answer the question is but uh the main side effects of too much estrogen it depends if you're a male or female um if you're a female the way the way to look at it is um more of estrogen promoting uh, benefits. They, mm. You know, the, the benefits become overly... Per- so, like, imagine, like, if a female has too much estrogen, they're going to be overly emotional or they might totally. have um, some... Like, I know for men, gynecostomy... Did I say benefits? Uh, I think you just said symptoms or you said... Uh, I meant, like, side effects. Side effects. I think that's what you said. Okay, good. Um, but, like, here's the thing is, like, you know, estrogen... Being in a good balance will give a female her femaleness. Like yeah. it gives her the compassion and the caring and the nurturing. But if you have too much of it, now you might be overly emotional and unlogical. You know, yeah. who knows? But most women won't have that problem. You know, men, on the other hand, will. They will have uh, an imbalance of estrogen and now they're having 
emotional episodes that they shouldn't be having, you know, and that can change your motivation, your logic, your drive, your motivation. That's why testosterone's main benefit is a male's drive. It's what, I mean, there's like side effects of like memory, clarity, things like that, but it's, it's kind of what creates motivation and, and the feeling of reward from effort. Like you like to work hard as a man because of testosterone. If you don't have testosterone, your work ethic goes away kind of thing is what most research shows. Totally. Um, that's like the most thing, um, that I could think of. I, I don't know for sure what I know. Like with men, you can start getting, um, uh, it's like, so like if a, if a female supplements with too much testosterone or has too much testosterone, they could get like a little bit of facial hair and like, um, deeper voice, male dominant attributes. Yep. Same thing with men if they have too much estrogen. So they'll get, uh, I want to say it's, it's gyno for short, but gynoclomastia, I think is the word. And that's where you get like the balls on your nipples and you start like swelling and you get like man boobs. Mm. That happens because you have too much estrogen. Your body is literally forming into a female. Wow. Right. And this is why like in certain, like in, in sex changes, yeah. they inject yeah. the opposite and reduce the opposite, right? Because they're trying to change your sex hormone profile because your sex hormones dictate the attributes of you physically. Totally. It's a crazy fucking wow. thing. But here's the thing. Like, you drink some soy, you're not going to like grow yeah. man boobs and yeah. like lose your facial hair as a dude. You know, it's, it's soy milk. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen. However, like there has been documented things of like, there was one guy, I read this in a, an article way back, but it was essentially he had gyno and he was having emotional episodes, stuff like that. Um, and they like dug into, they couldn't figure out what was going on, but it was an estrogen imbalance. But it turned out like he, he worked on a farm, he was in Texas and um, for like to like quench his thirst every day. He would have like a few glasses of soy milk. Cause it was like, after he's to work and work and work, he would come in cause he was lactose intolerant. He'd come in funny working on a farm and you're lactose intolerant. Yep. Um, he would go into the house and drink like a full glass of soy milk, go back out work. And he would do that a couple times a day. And after years he started having that. So it's not something like you got to be dangerous of. If you go to a sushi restaurant and you want to have the little soybean thingies, you know, like the tempa or whatever those are, um, you're not trapper trappers. You get the little green yeah. peas things. Um, those are like tofu and the little miso soup. That's yeah. soy to- tofu, soy, uh, all those kind of things. They're fine. Edamame. Edamame. Yeah, there you go. Dude, I was going to, I will go it. and eat that shit because it tastes amazing. I love it. I love the miso soup with the tofu, but I'm not eating it every day. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to worry about it, but totally. Yeah. All right, cool. That's it for today. Um, that was a good one. Great questions, guys. As always. Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget Spotify. Uh, and ask us a question. Go into the, the show notes of this podcast. There's a link to ask us a question. There's a link to download our free guides. There's a link to check out other content from us. There's a link to apply for coaching. We got a whole bunch of stuff in there. So go check out the links of this, the description of this podcast. Uh, you can head over to firstform.com slash tailored coaching method to get some supplements, support the podcast, and get free priority shipping. And uh, yeah, keep on listening, guys. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time.